Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Millennial Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Otis L. Milton, the Mortgage Millennial. I'm super excited. First of all, I'm back in the building. Shouts out to my brother, Sean. Let me get the mic a little closer. Make sure my sound is on point today. I got something to say. Um, But yeah, I want to start out with just say thank you guys for tuning in um, on another episode of the Millennial Mindset Podcast. Uh, First of all, I'm just been overwhelmed with all the support and feedback and positive feedback that I've been getting about the podcast, um, especially in particular to the last episode uh, entitled uh, Mentally Healthy. That was an amazing uh, podcast. I want to shout out to my good friend, uh, client, and um, just Black Girl Magic, uh, Dr. Shade Class, for coming through and really sharing some resources with us in honor of Mental Health Month, Awareness Month. So thank you for that, doctor. And thank you for everyone that tuned in and downloaded. I want to share uh, some quick stats real quick, right? Um, cause I'm, I'm blown away. I haven't really put in a lot of marketing behind this thing yet. Uh, really just getting it started, getting off the ground and getting it moving. And, um, so far, uh, this podcast has been streamed in four different countries and in 20 different States we've had downloads and streams. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am, I'm absolutely honored. Um, and just again, overwhelmed cause I didn't know that I would get this amount of support early on. Um, not sure, you know, everybody would see the vision, but shout out to everybody that has seen the vision, that has supported, that's listened, that's downloaded, that's shared with the friends or family. I, I, again, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And uh, the Millennial Mindset podcast will continue to grow and we continue to be here and we continue to elevate through the mindset. So today we have a very, 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 very special topic um, because it, it, it's a keen to me particularly. Um, and it's actually been, uh, I've had a few people ask me to talk about this, right? So I got a couple of text messages and DMs uh, to kind of talk about this. This is this episode will be probably serious. So I will come back on this topic because there's so much to digest and I don't want to do it all at once. Um, and there's so many avenues that we need to hit on this particular topic. Uh, but today we're going to start with parenting as a millennial, right? And so this is, again, it's super important to me because not only am I millennial, I'm a parent, right? And so um, I have a special guest here. She's going to come and say hello. It's my daughter, uh, Malia Milton. Come on, baby. Come say hi. It's bring your kids to work day. Hello, everybody. Absolutely. So this is uh, this is my daughter, uh, Malia. She is um, birthday coming up, going to be 11 years old. She just graduated. She's going into junior high school. And as a father, I could not be more proud of her. So thank you for being here with me, baby. Don't eat all the candy over there, okay? All right. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's super important. And, and we're going to talk about this, right, in terms of parenting. And it's important to me for my daughter to see me grow, right? Um, I know as a parent, sometimes we want to do our growing behind the scenes. But, you know, real life happens, right? And you want to show your children how to persevere, how to keep going, and how to really put their mind to what they want to do and really see it through and really see it out. So shout out to my baby being in the building. So parenting as a millennial, this is deep, right? Um, this is deep, right? Cause I, I'm, I'm going to touch some, I'm going to touch some topics today. I might, I might say too much, but I, it's, it's a lot of real information that we're going to share today. I'm about parenting as a millennial. So, um, as I was getting prepared for, uh, for this, um, I had, you know, did some research and I've been reading things and, you know, talking to people, uh, that that are parents um, so talking to people that millennials that aren't parents, right? Maybe it just kind of see what their mindset, why they haven't had a child yet or wanted to or whatever the case may be. So it's, you know, it's a lot of information 
um, you know, that I had to garner up to to, to get this um to get this session flowing today. So I want to start with make sure I keep my track, I keep track of where I'm at. Um, I want to start with um right now, right, millennial, we have, we have, we are known to to be the first generation that are having children a lot later in life on average, right? Um, you know, as 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 we know, this world is tough, right? Especially financially uh, for a lot of us as millennials. And so we're trying to find our way in the professional career, in our professional careers and how are we going to be able to sustain ourselves and a family, you know, financially and, and, and whatnot. So that leads us to just having children at a later time. You know, let's look at a hundred years ago, you know, by the age of 25, you were married with three kids already, right? Owned a home, maybe if you were fortunate enough to, um, but the times are different, right? Today where people are holding off, they're trying to get themselves into a stable position, at least financially or in a career set, um, you know, before they have children. And that is understandable, right? I, I completely get it and, and understand. So that's one of the trends that I was seeing. And it's not, it's not, not just a trend. I know it for, you know, I know it personally. Um, I have a lot of friends and, um, that I went to school with that do have kids and children. I have some that do not, right? I have some that do not want to have them because they're just like, it's this world is too much. And I don't, you know, I don't know how fair as a parent dealing in, in you know, in this type of generation and setting that we're in. So I was like, you know what? That's, you know, that's, that's, that's real talk, right? That's a fact that we know for a fact. Um, some of the other trends uh, that, that I read about that seem to be pretty common um, based off the research that I did in the, the intel that I that I gained from the conversations that I had, and um, is that um, millennials are also looking at parenting more from a positive parenting aspect versus an authoritative and disciplined type of um, position, which a lot of us were raised in, right? And this, you know, this was kind of telling, and this is kind of where my mind started to to, to kind of pivot and just think a little bit more detail. But but I want to add one more. Um, and I actually found this in uh, a few different studies, right? Um, this study says that there is eight out of 10 millennial parents agree that their child is one of their best friends, right? Now I come from, a, I come from a little bit of a different family of kids or kids and adults or adults, right? I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. And so uh, that's something that millennials are doing a little bit different. They're looking at their children as their friend, they're communicating with their child, you know, in a different way than we were not saying one way is right or wrong, but this is, you know, this is what we're dealing with, right? This is, you know, this is, we're looking at doing it differently. So as my mind and I was like, okay, so I'm looking at what's the trend and and boom, light bulb went off. Revelation happened. Right. And I've been saying this for some time and I've talked about this with, my brother Sean and, and so you know other folks I've had conversation with that know their parents is that, and I was like, why 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 are we looking at our kids more like friends? Because I even thought about it to myself. I have a very open you know relationship with my children, or at least I think I do, right? Um, but they have the, the doors open for them to have a you know a conversation with me and for us to talk about things a little bit different than the way I was raised, right? Um, not saying one way is better than the other, but just different, and so. I was looking at that and and that really rang a bell that that many people in my generation that have children are looking at them like friends. And I said, why, why is that? Right. 
um, in my generation, millennials, and and the and my Gen Xers. Shouts out to the Gen Xers. We're not gonna forget about y'all here neither. We were the generation really of latchkey, right? Maybe some of you guys aren't familiar with that term because they they kind of seem to let it go because now parents and kids are with their actual parents at home uh, on a more regular basis than they were when I was coming up. Um, so we'll come back to latchkey. That was that was kind of the one thing that popped in my mind. But the thought, because this has been an ongoing conversation, that most parents parent their child out of the lack of whatever they felt they missed. Right? Let, let, me, let me rewind that to you. Most parents are going to parent their child out of what they felt they missed. That's just pretty factual, especially for me in particular. So I said, is there a correlation between why they treat their child like friends, right? More like friends than any other generation. And where they are, where we are now, maybe they lack that. Maybe we lack that on a high side of the generation, of, of this generation. Remember, we spent, we, we were the generation that lived some life prior to the internet and some life with the internet, right? We've seen parents go to work. We've seen parents may have lost homes in the, in, in the, the recession. We've seen a lot as a generation, right? A lot of us seen a lot alone as a generation, right? And a lot of us seen our parents struggle and we didn't have, the parents didn't have that conversation with us, right? Some of us might have been able to pick it up. Some of us were maybe deer in the headlights and didn't know what your parents or your family was going through, right? I think that, goes into why we see what we see now with, with the way millennials are parenting because they want to feel what they didn't feel. They want their child to feel that they, what they didn't have. Most parents are going to parent out of a lack for whatever they miss. Right. And this is on my mind as a parent, as a father, because I want to, you know, as a parent, even though it's, it's impossible, you want to be perfect as a parent. You want to give your child everything that they need, right? Love, support, stability, everything that they, that you can, right? When the facts are, no matter how well of a job you do as a parent, there's probably going to be something that's going to lack. For the simple fact is most of us are parenting out of what we missed, out of what we want, not necessarily out of what the child needs or wants. This is this is big revelation to me. Right. So I'll I'll be I'll be honest and transparent with you guys right now, because that's what this platform is about. Being real so we can elevate through our mindset. So for me, I'm very affectionate with my children. Very. I, I love you all the time. You know, I want them to understand and feel that, you know, I'm here no matter whatever happens. And as I'm as I'm doing work on myself, I wonder why my soul. Why am I so over the top? They're probably like, Jesus, dad, back up. Give me a break sometime. But I just want them to feel that. Because although I know my family loved me, we didn't, I didn't grow up that way. I didn't grow up where the words I love you was said regularly, right? Uh, not to say that there wasn't love in the household. It just wasn't expressed that way. So now as a parent, I can see I'm already beginning to parent out of the lack, out of what I felt. I want it more of, right? 
Now, the good thing is I'm having, you know, we can have this conversation and be aware of that. But we want to make sure as millennial parents that we have so much going on, we're going to talk about it. We're starting careers or we may be in a career and we graduated school. There's so many things that kind of we have going on as a generation. It's easy to when you get into parenthood to figure, let me just get, give my child what I didn't have. Right. Some people, maybe it's monetary. Maybe you never had stability going up and you just so now you bust your tail so you can buy your child everything. They want the shoes, they want the clothes, they want the video games, whatever it is. You're going to make sure they have it. I know I know people this way. Their sole purpose of getting the child what they want is because they didn't have the opportunity to get it. So I want my child to have it. In the midst of that, what are we missing? What may we be missing? Right? This is super, super important. Um, you know, again, as millennials, as parents, because the one thing about this, although we do have the internet, and we're going to talk about how a lot of us are reaching out to the Internet just to kind of figure out better ways and practices to parent. But parenting doesn't come with a handbook. There is no there is no sure way to get it 100 percent on the test. It's just it's not there. Right. It's, it's not. Nobody has that. No one has the perfect way to say if you do A through Z, your child is going to come out perfect. And you're going to have a luxurious life. And everything is going to be all to the good. It doesn't exist. Right. So, the, again, back to the easiest thing to do. This is this is why the mind is so important is to give them what you want. Not to give them what they want or help them formulate a mindset to where they can find out what it is that they want or what it is that they want to do. We've heard, you know, we have people I know in my generation, I have friends that went to school for something because that's what their parents wanted them to do. That's what their family wanted them to do. They hate it. They don't want to be a lawyer. Family said they should be a lawyer. They supported them. And now they have a career that they don't stay, that they can't stand in tons of student loan debts. So this is, again, this is super important. Now I think millennials as parents, we're trying to kind of see a little bit of both sides, right? Okay. Yes, we want to give the child what we miss, but we also want to have a deeper relationship, right? I think that's this is part two to why eight out of 10 millennials are looking at their children as one of their best friends, right? Because we, we want to share that connection. That's another thing that I think a lot of us may have missed is a deeper connection with your parent at a younger age. Some of us get that connection as we grow up and get older. Some of us never get that connection. Um, I would venture to say a good portion of us yearn for it, right? So again, your next, you're stepping into the next practice of parenting. It's also out of what you missed, right? This is, these are just, you know, these are, these are mindset things. This is just to, to provoke your thought, to think about what other options, or what else can I do? How can I make sure that, A, I'm a parent, right? But how can I make sure that I'm inclusive of what my child wants to be or who my child wants to be or how to actually parent them or how to actually be a friend to them, how to actually be a resource to my child, right? And so, again, now millennials we're in, are in between the ages of, of 25 and 40 at this at this juncture. So 
If you're 25 and you have a toddler, maybe this is a different thought for you. But if you're 38 and you have a 17-year-old, it's a different thought for you, right? And so um, for me, I have um, I have four daughters uh, who are absolutely everything to me. You guys met Malia. Uh, she is the middle middle. Um, I have also a 14-year-old daughter, a six-year-old daughter, and a four-year-old daughter. So all of these things are super important to me as a parent. Because I, I again, I want to give them everything that I can possibly give them, but I have to be aware that I can't push just what I missed, and then they end up missing something that they truly want or that they feel like they truly need as a child, right? So it may be like, yeah, my dad is super lovey, but he never surprises me with something, and I really like surprises, right? But in my mind, I'm just giving all the affection that I can give. Right. Or it's like we've we've heard this story. Man, my dad buys me everything or my mind. My mom buys me everything, but we never hang out. Or they don't tell me they love me. Not to say that you don't know that they love you, but that's very reaffirming as to a child to let them know that I love you, that I'm here for you, even in the midst of (laughs) if the behavior is not where it should be. Right. This is these are real things. And I'm I'm speaking from experience because. As a, as a kid growing up, as a teenager, I used to give my family the blues, right? Like, no, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? I haven't always been on the, on the up and up, right, um, as a parent. So these, I mean, as a child. And then as a parent, now I'm like, Lord, please don't let any of my children <laughs> be on the path that I was on because we might, <laughs> we might have some clashing, um, you know, but these are. These are big things. So these, we, they say these are trends, but I think they're a little bit deeper than trends. I think this is a mindset change between generations of how we look at parenting, how we look at the relationship between parent and child, right? No, there's a slippery slope because, hey, you can be too friendly with your child, right? The child still needs discipline. I mean, as adults, we still need discipline, right? Um, but how that discipline is, is given out and, and what it looks like is different. I think that's what millennials are doing. We're challenging on what, what discipline looks like, what true parenting looks like, right? All of that is super important to this millennial generation, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more kind of why that is, right? So for one, the millennial generation, we're also kind of coined as the entrepreneur generation, right? A lot of us are seeking non-traditional careers and career choices and building businesses and starting companies and so on and so forth, right? Now that could be for a multitude of reasons. A, maybe we've seen, hey, getting the job and working 30, 40 years for a place and retired didn't work out well for my dad or my mom or my uncle. So I want to start something of my own, right? Um, A lot of us have quote unquote entitlement issues where we don't want to take authority and listen to anyone, right? That's I there's some legitimacy there, right? But I also believe in terms of parenting, we look for non-traditional ways so that we can be more present in our child's life. Right. I know for me, me having a career where my schedule is kind of set, you know, by me, um, or or the flow of my business or how I lay it out is super important, right? 
Um, these are the things that millennials are looking at when they have a child, right? Back to latchkey, right? A lot of us, a lot of people, my generation and the generation prior, we grew up, you went to school on your own. You walked to school by yourself or with your friends or whatever the case may be. You might come home. Your mom might still be at work or the dad or your dad might be at work or, or whoever you're living with. They may not be there. So you might have to come in and make yourself lunch. And hopefully you have enough discipline to do your homework. Right. Sometimes you might be home for two or three hours by yourself before a parent was there. I think millennials seen that. I think we, we lived that and we were sa- saying we wished our parents were around a little bit more. Now we get it. They were trying to provide for us which is case in point while we're looking at our career options and choices a little bit differently, right? Time, I think the millennial generation understands that time is is the most valuable thing that we have, right? Yes, we want to have money to provide. Yes, we want to, um, you know, be well off and travel and, and invest and do all of these things. But all of those things can come and go, right? It is June 9th, 2021. I can never get June 8th, 2021 back. Doesn't matter. No matter what I do, I can't get that time back. So that time missed with our children. We feel that. We felt that as children. So now we're adults and we're in a position. We're saying, I want to be able to be present in my children's and my child's life more than my parents were with me. That's real, right? I think that that across the board, at least from the conversations that I've had and the research that I've did. And there's a lot of data that suggests that this is true, that we are just wanting the time to be there, right? Because I've been there. I've had to work two jobs and a side hustle to get by. And I wasn't there for those times, right? And no matter what I do, no matter how well I do now, I can't get that time back. And so Mindset is changing. Millennials' mindsets are changing when we think about parenting in the traditional way of parenting, right? Um, the, 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 the way we grew up, it was parent way and you are a child. There's a parent, there's a child. You stay in your place and we stay in our place and our, in the parents' places wherever we want to be. But as a child, your place is there, right? And so I think we're challenging that, right? We're, we're, we're adding more thought into what it looks like as we go through this journey of parenting right so there's a there's a lot here we can we can go deep um but right now what i want to do is take a quick break i need to drink some water and then we're going to come back um i have a few more things that i want to share on parenting as a millennial and also i have a, an amazing story to share with you guys you know we're going to do story time like we always do so uh, we're going to take a quick break And I'll be right back with you. And again, thank you guys for tuning in the Millennial Mindset Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you guys for the break. I definitely needed a a quick break, but thank you guys again for tuning in. Shouts out to everyone that's watching us live uh, on Facebook. Um, Again, this content will be repurposed. uh, So you can you can listen to this or download this tomorrow as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you stream your content it will be available tomorrow. So we're back. Um, what I wanted to share with you guys next is you will never be ready. 
this is for all the millennial parents that, hey, I want to have a kid. We want to do it, but you know, we're just not ready. I'm not saying don't prepare yourself to be a parent, right? I don't mean that. What I mean is you can never be ready as a parent of what parenting comes with, right? With having a child comes with. There's never, there's you're never ready, right? So you could, you know, God willing, you know, and, and I have a special place in my heart in, in, in it for this. You have a child and your child comes out and there's, there may be some type of health issues with the child. You're not prepared for that. And there's nothing you can do to prepare to be a parent that has to take care of a child that may have an illness or a disease. There's no, there is no preparation for that. Right. Um, there's, there's no way to just be ready. Right. I go back to the conversation I had with Sean before I started this podcast. He said, man, you, it's always going to be something. There'll always be something to slow you back or hold you off. And, and if it's not, you'll find something to make sure that the time isn't right. I mean, it's just the fact of the matter. Sometimes it's even you, right? Most of the time it's me. Um, if, you know, if we're being, if we're being honest. So again, I want you to be prepared, but I don't want you to think that there's, that you're going to hit a perfect pinnacle in your life. And I'm going to have a child now and everything's going to go right. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to experience any issues and everything is going to be great. Right. Um, that will never happen. Sorry to tell you today, but it won't, it won't ever take place. Right. So be prepared as you can. Um, the good thing about today is, and, and again, research and data suggests that parenting um, and parenting skills and, and traits and different things you can do are one of the top searches on YouTube. And demographic wise, most of those searches are coming from men. Right. Seven out of 10 searches are coming from men about parenting traits, about parenting strategies, about how to build relationships with their children. There is a lot of content now. So, again, shout out to my mom and all the people who parent before. They didn't have have a YouTube to go to go listen to a therapist about how to how to talk to your child or how to deal with them. They, They didn't have those resources. So at the same time now. Yes, you'll never be ready, but there are a lot of resources there now, right? There are a lot of opportunities there now. Um, we're having more conversations about this now, right? So again, relax, right? Relax. It's okay. You'll never find a perfect time, but you will be the best parent you can be. There is something, um, parent instincts, mother instincts, father instincts that will kick in. You may not have them now. Listen, I... Before I had a child, you could have told me that I would change diapers and throw up at the same time. Just, you know, not me, you know, um, those instincts will kick in. Right. Um, just like they do. If we're looking at, you know, maybe you've seen National Geographic before. When that when that when that lioness has a cub, she knows what to do. She knows what to do. You know what I mean? So. Be calm and relax and do the research. There is a lot of research out there and there's a lot of data, a lot of content, lots of good uh, YouTube videos, lots of good blogs you can follow, lots of um, networks that you can kind of get into, forums you can get into and just have conversations and learn what, you know, from other people's mistakes or just have conversations that might 
uh, get your thoughts to be provoked and you start thinking about something you never thought. Oh, wow. Well, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. So there there's a lot of opportunity in out there now. So when we're talking about never being ready, um, we talk. This came up also um, as in preparation for this for this session today. And um, we talked about social media and parenting with social media. Right. Is this this is this is twofold. Right. So you parenting as uh, as a millennial with social media, you have social media yourself. Um, not everyone does, but I know a good majority of <laughs> of the world has social media um, at this point, some type of platform. Right. So, hey, you may share your family content on your social media platforms. I do. Um, I'm always proud uh, of my of my children, of, of my baby girls. Um, but that's something to be very aware and cognizant of, right, as well, because you give the opportunity and you open the door when you start to share certain things on social media, right? So this is important, super, super, super important, because I've seen some people live in certain lifestyles. I've seen people have children, right? Them same people having children, right? Believe it or not, I've seen someone living a lifestyle at home on the social media, IG Live, and what is it, CW, CSW showed up at their door because they knew somebody called them because they was on IG Live living their best life on social media and they people know they have a child. This is super important when you're talking social media, being a parent, especially if you're a millennial parent, more than likely you're still you're still pretty young. Um, and you may, you still live it, you know, just because you become a parent doesn't mean you don't have to have a life anymore. Right. This is super important to watch out. So be careful, maybe what you portray or how you portray yourself on social media, especially if you're sharing your children or your family and things of that sort. This is something to be very cognizant of. Now, on the other hand, as your child grows up, your child wants to be a part of this world too, quote unquote, the social media world. Some parents allow it. Some people, parents allow it earlier than others. Some parents don't allow it at all. Um, and that's when that, that, when I was thinking about that, that, that took me to another place, right? About why millennials parent kind of the way that they do. Because I know for me, and I hear it often, I've even had a conversation with my sister before, we, we've noticed that you know, we're in school and you had the friends who had the quote unquote stricter parents, the quote unquote more authoritative parents. Oh man, you can't do anything, right? Often a lot of those kids end up doing the most, right? Because they had, you know, they had a real short leash and they wanted to do what they wanted to do, right? And realistically, the parent could do only so much because by the time a teenager, a child, a teenager, they're going to make their decisions, right? As a parent, you just want to make sure they're informed and, and encouraged enough to make the right decision, but they're going to make them whether you agree with it or not, right? And so um, I see some parents that are saying, well, I don't want my kid hiding the social media from me. At least I want to be able to maybe monitor it, see what they're, see what they're viewing and, you know, and, and whatnot. And then that's a lot on the parent. I mean, you, you're trying to monitor your life. You work and you might have a business, all types of things. That's a lot to monitor what they're consuming on the Internet. 
especially social media platforms in particular. Like what what are you doing? Like that that's tough, right? As as a as a father with te- with a teenager, what do you you know? What are you gonna do? You know, I remember <laughs> my daughter telling me, "Well, everyone else has it," and I just thought about when I would tell my mom. <laughs> Well, everyone else is doing it. And she would say, well, if everybody else is jumping off the roof, you're going to jump off the roof with them. And, uh, you know, my daughter didn't want to hear that. But if this is these are real challenges that we're being faced with as millennial parents. Right. There was when I was 15, there was no Instagram or social media. That wasn't even a thought that my mom had to worry about. Right. I still was outside. She just wanted me to come in the house. Now, with as millennials as parents, you just want your kid to go outside because all they do is stay in the house on a device, laptop, computer, phone, whatever it is. They're going to find a way to be on a device. Right. And so finding a balance. Right. As as a millennial parent, obviously, you want to spend more time with them. Um, And we're doing that. I think we're making a a good effort to do that. Um, But you also want to make sure if you're going to allow Internet and social media that you can monitor it, um, that you can moderate it um, if if you're going to allow it, right? That Again, that's a choice that you're going to have to make as a parent, right? Um, again, there's it's a scary world just knowing, I just know some of the things that I've come across on the internet and it, you know, it's absolutely frightening that that's at children's fingertips just like it is ours, right? And so please, 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 you know, be... Be mindful when it comes to this, right? Um, what else did I want to mention? Um, continue to elevate your mind. It's okay if you reach a point in parenthood that you, because I've reached it a few times. Well, I don't know what the next steps are. Hey, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, right? Um, when, as a father, right, and my my daughter, she was showing me a little, there was a, there was a time she was, at, she was at my house and she was giving me some energy, like, you know, a little bit more than usual. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what's going on here. Call her mama. Hey, what's going on? She was like, I don't know. And sure enough, a few weeks later, that transition happened, right? These are things like, especially if you're a single parent, God forbid your father, you you're not even thinking about maybe she's going through something, becoming a young woman. Super, super important. Again, this is why it's okay to give yourself some grace as a parent, right? Yes, we want to, we want to, again, that's our child. That's our seed that came from us. You want them to have the best and be the best. It's okay that they don't, if they, if you, it's okay. It's okay. Because remember, most of our parents were parenting out of the best of their ability, the best that they could do, right? Some of them never challenged to do more than that. <laughs> this is the best I can do. You take it, right? I think this generation is at least saying, okay, how can I improve my best? How can I improve my best? And that's and that's it. How can I improve my best as a parent, right? So again, this is going to be um, an ongoing conversation. We'll do a, a follow-up and uh, I have a special guest that we're going to bring in because next time we talk about parenting as a millennial, we'll be talking about co-parenting as a millennial being that there's a vast majority of millennials uh, that are having children out of wedlock 
And, um, you know, and, and that you have to have that conversation. It's happening. It's in real time. Right. So not only can I speak to it as a parent, I can speak to it as a co-parent. And I will tell you, it's not easy at all, um, at all. Uh, but it's necessary for the health and the well-being of your child and yourself. Right. Uh, to try to get on the best, try to make the best of the situation that it possibly can be, because no matter what your child needs you. Right. Your child needs you as a parent. Your child needs the other parent as a parent and they still need you, whether you guys are together in a romantic relationship, they need you guys together, right? They need you to be one fold. They need you to be one mind, one body when it comes to raising them. They don't want to sense dysfunction, right? So that is a whole nother conversation. And we're going to talk about that the next time we talk about uh, parenting as a millennial. And I have a special guest that's going to come in and talk about that. So I know I said a lot. I hope I Got your mind to think a little bit. Hope I, I, I thought I got your thoughts going. I uh, was able, able to provoke some new thoughts, um, maybe share some knowledge and information that you may not have been aware of. So, again, give yourself grace. It's okay. We're all learning as we go. And just do the best you absolutely can, right? So, that is the end of the episode. But now it's time for story time. I got to come up with something like kind of cool, some music, some type of segue to, <laughs> for the story time. Um, but I want to share um, a story with you. I shared it on my social media. So some of you guys that follow me on social media, you might have you might have seen this post. Um, but I um, I just had another millennial uh, family uh, close on on a property. Now, uh, this particular family, um, the, uh, the the wife is actually a realtor partner of mine. You guys know that I am a mortgage lender and she's actually one of my uh, close business partners. And um, she called me up and she said, hey, um, Otis, we just got a letter in the mail that um, the, the townhome that we're renting is, is about to be sold and put on the market and we're going to have to move. And I was like, whoa, she's like, well, but we would like to buy it, but I don't know if we, you know, I don't know if we can, you know, I don't know if we qualify so on and so forth. So I said, let's talk about it. So we get the family on the phone. We talk about the details and we plan out a strategy to make it happen. And so then. What I did is I picked up that I picked up the phone and I called the agent who was going to be putting this property on the market in like two weeks at that time and said, hey, how about I save us all some time, energy and effort and you sell this property to your tenant that's currently living there? She's like, what? I said, yeah, she's actually pre-approved. I'll send you over all the documentation and let's, you know, let's just make this easier. You don't want to go on the market. If anybody knows anything about real estate, especially in L.A., um, in California, particularly, it is a hectic, hectic real estate market. Um, any property that goes on the market is, you know, just just nuts. So uh, she said, you know, let me let me let me look into that. So she called me back two days later and said, I think it's a great idea. I spoke to the sellers and they're in and we open escrow the next day. And, you know, I'm happy and glad to tell you guys that last week that family closed on that property. So they went from being renters to homeowners and they didn't even move. <laughs> they didn't have to pick up, they had to get no trucks or nothing. But they they had the mindset, right? Because they could have, she could have just, they were going to pay them some money to leave the, the property. They could have just took the money and found somewhere else to rent, maybe nicer or whatever the case may be. But they were like, nah, we're ready to own. We're ready to own right now, right? If they're going to sell it, why not sell it to us? We've already been here. We like it here. Our family's comfortable. 
And so now they they own they own that property, right? So this is a great story. Shout out to uh my business partner, I won't say her name, but shout out to her. Um you know, for picking up the phone. And then again, she was super diligent. And the good part is she's in real estate, so she knows how it works. And we were able to make it make it happen for all parties involved. So again, that story time, shout out to the new millennial homeowners, the Houston family. I appreciate you guys again for allowing me to be a part of that, um, of this big step and this next step in your life and your journey. And uh, as you guys continue to build generational wealth for your family through homeownership. So thank you guys for that. Uh, you know, so that's what I have for today. And so, um, you guys, please, please make sure you download this, uh, podcast, um, stream it on any of the streaming sites that you listen to Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, wherever you get your content, uh, please, please, please download it. I want to give a special shout out again, uh, to my brother engineer, Mr. Sean August, the man, the myth, the legend, um, and shout out again to my baby for being in the studio. Thank you, baby. And uh, you know, you guys know the motto. Until next time, one love.